1: Anna Close is the brains behind Never Ever Pay Retail. She's been successfully thrifting for many, many years now, and regularly shares her top tricks and tips on Instagram. In this episode, we talk about the negative implications of fast fashion, but also how shares her top tips for snagging the best bargain and thrift buy. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Hannah. I am so excited to chat all things op shopping. But firstly, for our listeners who don't really understand the why behind thrifting, can you please explain how it helps our planet? Look, I don't know if you guys ever watched The War on Waste. with
2: It was on the ABC a few years ago. But they found out that 6,000 kilograms of textile waste goes to landfill every 10 minutes here in Australia. It's wild. And I was recently reading a stat. If everyone lived the way we did in Australia, we'd need three more planets. So, I mean, it's just astronomical the amount of clothing we're going through and getting rid of. And the fashion industry itself is like the second biggest polluter in the world. After oil, they generate 11 million tons of waste each year. And when you think about like the fabrics that they're producing, it's like a lot of polyester and that stuff never dies. It's like it'll live in landfill for at least 200 years, which is so ridiculous. But I guess thrifting is the antidote or an antidote to that. Every year they divert 300,000 tons of textiles from landfill into people's homes and wardrobes to be loved again. So it's a really simple way to help the planet by just hanging on to the clothes, giving them
1: another go. Exactly. I think I was looking into some um, stats as well before this episode and it was kind of talking about what the most sustainable fashion purchase is. And I was kind of going, well, not making one is the most sustainable one. And then the second one is purchasing something that's already been produced in the past. So we are not having to produce it again.
2: The damage has already been done. You might as well just, you know, not
1: reinvent the wheel, like just keep it going. Exactly. So how did you get into thrifting? Have you always loved op shopping? Yeah, pretty much. My mom and dad
2: had me thrifting since I was a baby. So they, we were a lower socioeconomic family and because of that, we even went op shopping at the Rubbish Tip. So our dining table, I think we got for $1 and mom and dad sanded it back, polished it. It's beautiful. It's still in our home today. But at the time when they used to take me to the Rubbish Tip, I was not a huge fan because obviously it smelled quite a bit. I used to zip my jacket up over my nose. I just was like, oh, no, not the rubbish tip again. And if I ever wanted anything brand new, my parents would make me save up for it. So I do remember saving up for a really long time for a 90210 hoodie. (laughs) And I had matching tartan tights and I'm probably, it would probably be on trend right now. But yeah, like I did that once and then I was like, wait a minute, this is, this is crazy. And I had a thought, I just was like, you know what, actually thrifting's not so bad. But it like, honestly, I think it is in my DNA. I can't get away from it. I love it so much. It's just the thrill of the chase. It's like a giant treasure hunt. And um it gets my heart rate up like I literally <laughs> I check my pulse sometimes like whoa is <laughs> through the roof but it's it's actually good cardio too like you know just rummaging through all the racks my right arm is really buff so yeah I do thrift quite a bit now like and I've had two kids Recently, and they also love up shopping. So I feel like it's going through the generations now. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. We don't go up shopping. Like they're like, just one more, just
1: one more. I'm like, okay, wow. They really are your children. That is hilarious. I feel like if I'm gonna be completely honest with you, I'm actually not somebody who loves shopping, but I do. I prefer thrifting. I'm going to say I prefer thrifting, but I think the main appeal for me with thrifting is the fact that there's maybe kind of only one or two shops within a kind of a street that you can go to. So it's, you don't really get that overwhelm of going to a shopping center and there's 30 different stores and you're not sure even where to go, but I feel like thrifting is so much more than kind of smelly old clothes and going to the tip with your family (laughs) (laughs) and I wear a lot of clothes that are secondhand kind of on a weekly basis pretty much that's good thank you what are your top tips for people who are really just dipping their toes into op shopping
2: there are so many tips I guess my biggest one would be having a vision. Like before you even go to the op shop, you've got to have your game plan together. And I often will scroll Instagram or Pinterest, Flickr Fashion Mag, um, wherever you get your inspiration from, even just looking at what other people are wearing on the street. Sometimes I'll even go window shopping and just see what's in the shop fronts of all the majors and go, you know what, I'm gonna recreate that look at the op shop. It's so easy, it's so easy. So, yeah, have your game plan together before you even hit the op shops. And, you know, fashion is cyclical, so a lot of the things that are hot right now would be there from the last time they were on trend. So you often find, like, animal print, linen pieces. My friend found a two-piece terry toweling co from the 60s the other day for $2. How fun. Honestly, puff sleeves are everywhere, blazers are everywhere, Um, and dare I say it low-cut jeans, which have come back into fashion, unfortunately, are there as well. So you can definitely find what you're looking for at the op shop. And so once you've done your, like, had your vision brainstorm of what you're looking for, make an op shop wish list as well. So pop that in the notes section of your phone. So you've got your list, you know what you're looking for. And in case you forget, you can just look back at it. And then, yeah, my big tip is to go on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a lot of the upshot volunteers have told me on the quiet that that's when they replenish all their stock because, like, on the weekend, obviously, that's when most people go. So if you can take a day off, that is a great day to go, Tuesday or Wednesday. And when you get to the stores, you need to shop every rack. So... I will often thrift men's tees so uh, and men's shirts for like DIYs and all that sort of stuff. I love that. Um, so I always hit the men's section. I got my denim jacket from the kids' section because I like a crop denim jacket. And, um, yeah, it was like a dollar. It was ridiculous. I've got dresses from the kids' section. Like if you just get a size 16, it can work. So always shop the kids' section and the costume section as well. I find the most amazing pieces there, like really unique, incredible vintage stuff. So you definitely have to shop every rack because also – people put stuff back in the wrong place as well. So it's good to shop every rack. Also, sizes have changed a lot over the years. So a vintage skirt, which might have been like a size 16 in maybe the 60s, is more like a size 10 now. So it might still be in the plus section, but it's actually a size 10. So it's worth just looking everywhere, like leave no stone unturned. But my favorite rack to start at, when you walk in the doors, just go straight to the rack at the change rooms because a lot of people will try stuff on and then go, oh, that didn't work for me. It didn't fit me. And they'll put it on the rack just outside the doors. So someone's already done all the hard work for you and found all the good stuff and it's just waiting for you. So it's like, that's definitely your first stop. I also recommend using your imagination a little bit. So like, obviously some pieces are going to be diamonds in the rough. Maybe they need a little bit of TLC. Maybe they're a little bit broken or just need a few little stitches here or there sometimes they might need more buttons maybe they need to be altered so look at the piece and see it for what it could be like try and envisage what it could be for instance at the moment I I just thrifted a gingham tablecloth it's one of those circle ones with a ruffle edge and I'm going to turn that into a midi skirt Just with some press studs. So watch your space. But if you cannot sew for the life, if you just don't want to even learn the basics, get a seamstress on speed dial because then they can help you make those alterations to make the pieces work for you. You definitely do need to try everything on because sometimes, yeah, as I said before, sizes are so like different and from brand to brand, they are so different as well. And you could have a sisterhood of the traveling pants moment, you know, you just never know. (laughs) I also like to thrift for future me. So a lot of times I'll go thrifting and like the winter stuff will be on sale in the middle of summer because they just want to get rid of it and I'll just buy it from the future me. So like I bought a faux fur jacket recently and it was in peak summer. I was sweating. I was like, I don't even want to put this jacket on to try it on. It was like 35 degrees, (laughs) but I still put it on. I was like, I'm going to love this in winter. So I'm just going to get it and make the investment. It was just yeah, it was horrible at the time, but I honestly love that jacket all through winter. The other thing I highly recommend is a lot of op shops are on Instagram now and sometimes they'll like put up Insta stories of like different things they've got in their store at that current moment. So I've bought things that I've seen on the Insta stories and just race down to the store to grab it because I'm like, that's amazing, I'm coming for you. And then they'll advertise sales as well. So some op shops do like filler bags, sales or they'll do 20% off 50% off or they might even have a fresh batch of clothes that have just arrived and it's like yes just you've got to keep your finger on the pulse it's very important the other thing if you're very new to op shopping is to find op shops that have maybe got more of a boutique feel so like I feel like op shops have come a long way so they used to be really ramshackle things are like everywhere it was just chaos yeah a lot of people find that a bit overwhelming But now I think op shops have got the message and a lot of them are fitting out their stores now. So it's all either color blocked or they've like curated all their really nice stuff. So it's actually a beautiful shopping experience. And so like Salvo's has a street boutique. So certain stores have a street boutique as part of inside their shop. They've got like a section dedicated to the really nice stuff. So every piece you look at is actually great. Yeah, and Lifeline has fresh fit-outs now with like vintage sections, if you like vintage, and Red Cross and RSPCA tend to stock like higher-end pieces as well. So they're quite nice places to start, but – If you do not love rummaging, if you don't want to go to the stores because you think they smell, which they don't anymore, generally (laughs) speaking, they're fine. There's no mothballs anymore. You can shop secondhand online now, which is also amazing. I'm pretty sure I've got RSI in my thumb from
0: scrolling. (laughs) Hold up.
2: But uh, yeah, honestly, so many op shops went online after COVID because they had to close their stores. They started listing all their stuff online. So Vinnie, Salvo's, Lifeline, Red Cross, Yesterday's Thrift Shops, which is a Queensland store, they are online as well. Or you can go onto apps like Depop, Gumtree, eBay, Facebook Marketplace. Poshmark is also new in Australia. That's pretty good too. And then, of course, there's the pre love clothing markets. Which are also everywhere now, which is great. And a lot of people sell their stuff there that, like, maybe has been worn maybe once or twice. A lot of fashion bloggers sell their stuff there, and it's like usually brand new with tags. They've just taken a photo in it. So it's just, oh, it's astronauts. It's crazy. It blows your mind. But anyway, pre love clothing markets
1: are awesome as well. So they're kind of my tips for thrifting. You've blown my mind. I feel like I've been doing everything wrong. No,
2: surely not, (laughs) because you do have secondhand clothes. I do have secondhand clothes,
1: but I was—I think maybe I was being too lazy. Like I love your tip about going straight to kind of where the change rooms are to look at all of the stuff that people didn't want once they've tried it on. But because I kind of am somebody that wears a lot of cool colors, all I would do is I'd walk into a shop and I'd go over to like the blue and green section. (laughs) If I didn't see anything, I'd be like, "Well, that's me done," and Gone. I'd just walk out. Exactly. <laughs> and now I'm going, "No, well, I didn't look at every single rack, and I didn't yeah. everything." And are you looking for specific brands when you're shopping, or are you just kind of looking for prints or feels or materials? Uh, look, I'd say it's all of the above.
2: Like, and I, I love to. You can't skim. That's the thing with thrifting. You really do need to pull the garment out, feel the fabric look at the label, see who it's by, look at the buttons, the details, you know, like every garment has a story and somebody somewhere made it. And so I think if we can just appreciate each garment like more, I think we wouldn't be so wasteful with the way we consume clothes. Like when you think someone actually spent time and effort to put that piece together, I don't know, you just really start to value clothes more. And and yeah, I love I love looking at clothes like in, like, yeah. And having a good look at them, you know,
1: seeing what story they've yeah, got to tell.
2: Yeah. So yeah, like it's, I also love looking at labels to see where they're made. And I get so excited when I find things that
1: have been made in
2: Australia. It's pretty rare. <laughs>
1: yes it is but hopefully we'll start to see it kind of more. Happening a little bit more and I think as well we're starting to see in I know in Sydney a lot more consignment stores that are also coming up for those really high-end luxury pieces so if you do have a big event you can kind of go to one of those shops and try and find a beautiful garment that has maybe been worn kind of once or twice it's still in great condition a good good idea that one but yeah
2: I know some op shops do cut off the main label up the top, but if you know your brands well enough and you look at the care instructions on the side, you can kind of tell who it's by.
1: So why do they cut the labels off? I don't know.
2: I'm like I sometimes think maybe it's because the brand doesn't want people to know that their stuff's going to the op shop or something. That's maybe one thing. But I did find a Victoria and Woods singlet the other day for seven dollars and the main tag had been cut off and I was like this feels so good quality I was like who is this by I just know it's by someone and like literally looked at the care label
1: and it was Victorian woods amazing Yeah, you're so smug when you're saying that your face is just glowing oh you're, I'm so like, the oh, sorry <laughs> no it's great it is like that that kind of treasure hunt it is. but I also think that Whilst thrifting is obviously better for the planet and it's better than buying new, it is still consumption. So we do also need to kind of be a bit conscious with our purchasing choices. And that's why from the outside, I do find those kind of like filler bag offers quite potentially problematic so what what are your kind of tips for people when they are kind of how can they be even more conscious when it comes to their purchasing choices look I totally hear you
2: like sometimes oh I won't buy stuff because I feel like I'm being greedy like if there is a filler bag I won't fill it up like so just feel like it, it makes me feel a bit ill being that you know person stuffing things into a bag like I mean unless there's amazing amazing stuff but before I go off shopping I always love to do a wardrobe audit just to like see what key pieces are key pieces, I might be missing. So like if I need a pair of jeans and I just be really mindful of what I actually do need as opposed to just getting everything because it's cheap, you know. And I also, you know, make sure I know what I've got in my wardrobe so that I don't double up. Like I maybe I've got a zebra print skirt already and I don't need two, which happened to me the other day. It was brown. I say so the first piece was black I had a black and white skirt at home and then I found a brown and white version I was like do I need this do I need this and I was like no I already have it in a black and white version so I'm gonna leave it for somebody else so that's one tip is just yeah knowing what you already have so you don't overdo it and you get the things that you actually genuinely need I also look for ways um, I look for pieces that I can wear multiple ways so I heard a stat the other day, which is quite concerning. I think it's because of um, social media pressures. Everyone feels like they can't outfit repeat. Um, there was like a YouGov survey, which um, they found that 24% of Australians have worn something once and then thrown it away just because they don't want to wear it again, because they don't want to be seen wearing it again. Oh my! It's gosh. like outfit repeating is so negative, but I don't know if you've heard of Olivia Th- Firth, Colin Firth's ex-wife um she's like a sustainable fashion advocate and she has this campaign where she's trying to get everyone to wear things at least 30 times so if you look up the hashtag 30 wears there's like people that just wear the same outfit all the time and they hashtag it so that they're like proud of it so i mean i think if you can even challenge yourself to think of when you're looking at something in the op shop can i wear it at least three different ways minimum
1: not 30
2: go easy on yourselves. I know 30 seems a bit extreme, but like at least three different ways would be great. And I know like I love buying a one-wear dress and turning it into a whole new wardrobe. So I will often just pick a dress like a summer dress and then I'll put a t-shirt underneath it. So it's kind of more like a pinafore or I could wear it with a collared shirt underneath it to make it more business. And there's this one dress I love, which I can push down so it becomes a, a maxi skirt And it sits on my hips and I put a t shirt on, or you could throw a collared shirt over the dress. It's more of like a real casual vibe. And then in this, in the winter, because obviously you don't want to let go of your dresses ever, just put a jumper on, pair of boots, and it's ready for winter. So, like, yeah, when you're looking at something like, think about what you already have in your wardrobe, think about what outfits you could create. I know when I get home from the op shop as well, before I put it in the cupboard and it gets lost in all the chaos, I like to, think about all the different outfits I could create using that one piece I'm a bit lame and like, it's not lame at all it's
1: great I, I like wish everybody took photos this. of
2: the different outfits i put together so I don't forget and then I have this like album on my phone dedicated to all the different outfit ideas so that when I go to my wardrobe and sometimes you're in a hurry and whatever and you just have no inspiration and he's like I have nothing to wear so then you open up the album and you're like actually I do and there's heat
1: ideas you know it's like a real life sims game
2: yeah (laughs) it is oh and the other (sighs) thing I've just implemented which I probably should have done a lot sooner was the one in one out rule and I'm trying to model it to my kids because their room is starting to look like an op shop because they've got so many toys so now when we go op shopping we all have to find something in the house to donate and then we're allowed to get something back
1: I think that's great. I, it's it's one of those tricky things. And maybe if you've got everything in your kind of cupboard and you don't want to donate something, well, it's like, well, maybe you don't need anything. Exactly. Yeah, if you can't focusing get something that, up, you're not allowed to go. <laughs> exactly. No, I think that's a really great tip because it's one of those things as well kind of I feel like we both love statistics is that the average Australian female wears one-third of their wardrobe <laughs> And it's like, well, then what's happening with the rest of it? How, How can we start using it? So I love the idea of kind of when you do have the time, thinking of some different outfits that you could wear and could use. And I think I've seen as well on TikTok people kind of almost cutting out their bodies and putting in their notes app so that then they can kind of say like okay casual looks and they've got this notes page which is all of their casual looks ready to go
2: amazing that is such a good idea like an inventory <laughs>
1: exactly exactly I mean,
2: I think the movie Clueless was well ahead of it do you remember how she had that like I don't know what it was some sort of software and she could click through and like
1: all the different outfits would come through I can't remember how to describe it but like it was awesome It was. It was great. And I think it's that whole thing as well. When we think about outfit repeating, I think the narrative is changing, but the people that care the most about what you wear is you. Nobody else is kind of doing a bit of an inventory check and going, oh my gosh, Hannah wore that shirt last week. Don't you remember? Nobody cares. (laughs) So true.
2: So true. I think we need to just care less about what we wear. Totally. And if you love something, wear it every day if you want. Although maybe give it a wash now and then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, good good tip. So Hannah, I just wanted to finally ask you one more question. What is one actionable thing that our guests can do tomorrow to help save our planet? Uh,
2: the biggest thing I just ask of everybody is to stop buying fast fashion. If there's one thing you could do, just those cheap just Give them a detour. All those stores that just pump out different trends every week. Just take a step back and give them a breather and um, try some secondhand style. Honestly, it will change your life. It'll help the planet, obviously. But like it's so liberating to UpShop because you can create your own aesthetic. You don't not gonna look like everybody else on the street, you know? I just think you don't need to be dictated to about what you should wear. You just, it's, it's art, you know, and creativity, it's creating your own sense of style. And I think if you can try that, I think you'll never go back to fast fashion.
1: No, I definitely agree. And I also think another great tip on that is to unsubscribe from all emails because then you don't get sucked into that kind of, I don't know, we're on sale now, now we're 60% off or have you seen the latest styles? It's so easy to kind of go down that vortex and that funnel. Yeah. Yeah. Gobble you up. (laughs) Exactly, exactly it does. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been such a pleasure. Oh, it's been so fun chatting with you. I mean, I could talk all day,
2: so I'm glad we only had half an hour. Hold up.